0: In 1950, cultural historian E. H. Gombrich published his seminal book, The Story of Art, in which he declared, There really is no such thing as art. There are only artists. What Gombrich meant was that to say a thing is art is to categorise it. So for painting, you have landscape, portraiture, or abstract. And that means the artist is either a landscape, portrait, or abstract painter. Gombrich believed such categories were restrictive denying the artist personal development. Categories also suppress artists one of their many functions, namely to examine, re-examine and question. But whether Gombert was correct or not, he could well have been anticipating the arrival of David Bowie, one of the most important and influential artists of the late 20th century. There was no Glam Rock, no Plastic Soul, no New Romantic, Jungle or Industrial. But there was David Jones, David Bowie, Major Tom, Ziggy Stardust, Aladdin Sane, Halloween Jack, The Thin White Duke, Screaming Lord Byron, Tao Jones. Different manifestations of an artist's development. And all those changes come about because the artist refuses to yield to categorization. Artists merge, meld and fuse all manner of ideas. It also means that the artist can change in an instant and reimagine themselves and their work.
1: I will sit
0: right down
1: Waiting for the gift of sound and vision
0: By doing that, artists break down restrictions and so offer viewers a glimpse of their own personal freedoms. That's not just me interpreting Gombrich. Bowie said as much himself. In 1999, he received an honorary doctorate from Berklee College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts, where he delivered this commencement address to the graduating class.
1: As always on occasions like this, I really never know what to do, which is uh, pretty much the way that I've handled my career as a musician-writer. What I found that I was good at doing and what I really enjoyed the most was the game of what if. What if you combined Brecht, Brechtweil musical drama with rhythm and blues? What happens if you transplant the French chanson with the Philly sound? Will Schoenberg lie comfortably with Little Richard So I learned enough saxophone and guitar and what's euphemistically called composer's piano um, to get my ideas over to proper musicians.
0: Since opening in London's V&A Museum in March 2013, a retrospective of Bowie's work has been touring the globe and if you have visited it, you might well have noted that as a young boy, he had wanted to be a writer. So yes, of course Bowie wrote music, but he was also a lyricist, which means he was a wordsmith. Writing, composing, singing, performing, dance, mime, it was all the one thing to Bowie. And the same went for acting. His first film appearance came in 1967, with a short film The Image, which is available on YouTube A horror story partially inspired by Oscar Wilde's The Picture of Dorian Gray, it has a painter who is so haunted by a teenage boy in one of his paintings that he tries to kill his creation. Although I am not trying to force a link between that and Bowie's subsequent career, he was nonetheless willing to shed the skins of his creations in order to inhabit new ones. By the time he first starred in a feature film, he had already ripped through several persona before arriving at the rather aptly titled the man who fell to earth.
1: Dr. Bryce, I'm Newton. We've met before, aren't we? Mm-hmm. How are you getting on? Have you found your feet yet? Yeah? Well, not yet, not not really. Well, I'm here to help you. I believe we, we share a, a common interest, uh, Mr. Newton, photography. Mm. My interest is energy. Transference of energy. Transference of energy. Yes.
0: I'll return to that topic of energy later, but for now, let us note that in Nicholas Rogue's meditative sci fi masterpiece, Bowie's character Thomas Jerome Newton ages at a far slower rate than we humans. Which is something that happened again when he appeared in Tony Scott's The Hunger, in which he played John Blaylock, a vampire. How apt to cast a rock star as an immortal. But then, having lived for centuries, suddenly and alarmingly, John ages rapidly and dies. Which all but anticipated the manner of Bowie's real death last Sunday.
1: Look up here, I'm in heaven
0: With a new album out just days earlier, we presumed he was still in the full grip of life. He was only 69.
1: I've got drama, can't be stolen
0: Bowie was often described as a chameleon. He was anything but. A chameleon adapts to its surroundings. Bowie changed his, and ours. On the 6th of July 1972, he made his first appearance on the BBC's Top of the Pops. At the time, about a quarter of Britain's population tuned in to watch the show every Thursday evening.
2: Didn't know
1: what time it was When the lights were low I leaned back my radio, oh, oh. Some cat was laying down Some get it all rock and roll he said.
0: Britain in 1972 was quite a sight the three-day working week Rising unemployment, inflation And heightened tensions due to the troubles in Northern Ireland If ever there were a time to knuckle down And know your place, it was then But Bowie saw something else It has been well documented that as a schoolboy He was involved in a fight that left the pupil of his left eye permanently open. If a novelist were ever to pen a character with such a feature, the author would surely be accused of being pretentious. And yet, it is apt that that was the way Bowie saw the world. He had bifocal vision, enabling him to focus on the big picture, and yet look directly at the individual. So however many of that 1972 audience recoiled in shock at the sight of this starman, with his androgyny, makeup, attitude, and alien nature. There were undoubtedly quite a few others who felt Bowie was addressing them directly because when he sang the line
1: “I had to phone someone so on you ooh, ooh.
0: Hey that’s far out so you heard him too. He turned and pointed straight into the camera and into the homes and lives of 15 million people. However, with all that social turmoil going on, you dared not step out of line. But, whether you were boxed in, marginalised, neglected, rejected, he was reaching out to you. Whether you were young or old, being loudly told to conform, or being quietly crushed by peer pressure, you had found a champion.
2: Under pressure. Under pressure.
0: Bowie appeared in a handful of films, composed songs for several others, and he obliged his music to a few more. Yet, I think it curious that what he offered wasn't always used that well. Perhaps because it takes a special filmmaker to reimagine his material. Wes Anderson's The Life Aquatic, for instance. Or Tarantino's use of cat people in Inglorious Bastards, and Small Plot of Land in Julian Schnabel's biopic Basquiat, in which Bowie, not coincidentally, also played Andy Warhol. But for me, the best of them is Noah Baumbach's Francis Ha. <coughs> There, Greta Gerwig runs across the intersections of Manhattan's Chinatown. By tracking with Greta as she runs, Baumbach encourages us to feel what she's feeling. Frances runs, she swerves past other pedestrians, she leaps like a ballerina. Fitting, because her character is a dancer. She swirls, and while it might look as if those movements are exuberant, you can't quite escape the sense of Greta's acute loneliness. She isn't so much in search of a partner, as she is in pursuit of herself. And then, just as quickly, the moment is over. Modern love indeed. Now, back to the energy quote from The Man Who Fell to Earth. As if referencing that performance, in 2006 Christopher Nolan cast Bowie in his sci-fi mystery The Prestige, where he played another visionary, this time an historical one, Nikola Tesla, an electrical engineer who, while certainly from this world, was also certainly ahead of his time. Just like Bowie, Tesla's pioneering methods shook up the old world and prepared it for the future.
1: You're familiar with the phrase man's reach exceeds his grasp. Is the lie? Man's grasp exceeds his nerve. Society only tolerates one change at a time. First time I tried to change the world, I was hailed as a visionary. Second time, I was asked politely to retire.
0: (laughs) If you think I'm indulging in elegiac hyperbole. Considered this interview Bowie gave at the end of the last millennium to BBC's Jeremy Paxman. But what is it
1: specifically about the internet? I mean, anybody can say anything, but thats yeah. it's a simply a different delivery system there. You're arguing about something more profound. Oh yeah, I'm talking about the, the, the actual context and the state of content is going to be so different to anything that we can really envisage at the moment. Where the interplay between the user and the provider will be so in simpatico it's going to it's going to crush our ideas of what mediums are all about
0: great on intuition Bowie grasped the potential of the internet a mode of communication that allows us to connect and express ourselves in ways we had never thought possible one of the great things about the internet is that there is no center to it which means there are no margins either no one is on the outside everyone has a voice you can defy categorization define who you are and break down all manner of walls no matter what your language
2: ah!